Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I have exciting news for you all. The NAACP Image Awards have given a nomination to the Homecoming Podcast for podcasts in the category of lifestyle and self-help. It is their first year giving awards to podcasts, and we have received a nomination. And I need you all to vote. Many of you have written me over the two years asking, how can I support the podcast? Well, this is your opportunity. So grab a pen and let me give you the website so you can vote for homecoming. The web address is vote.naacpimageawards.net. Vote dot n-a-a-c-p imageawards.net and I need you all to vote this week when you listen to the podcast if you're listening to it the last week of January I need you to vote because voting closes in the beginning of February and so when you go to the website you're going to scroll down to the podcast category And our specific subcategory is lifestyle self-help. So please vote. And anyone you have shared the podcast with in the past, if they enjoyed it, you can give them the link so they can vote as well. I am so grateful for the nomination. I'm blown away and excited for more people to learn about homecoming. All right, so we have a poem submission this week as well. And actually, this poem is from Madeline Chu. And Madeline has been waiting for a minute for their poem to be shared. And so I'm so excited to share an excerpt on today from Madeline's Poetic Reflection. I know my life purpose is as a wounded healer. And the reason for why I was brought onto earth with the family and circumstances that I have. It is because I have unresolved lessons and patterns to disrupt in this current lifetime and reality. It is up to me to create new reality where I and the people in my life and that I birth are no longer in the cycle of hurt because of my own strength perseverance and dedication to healing and changing. I went through the hardship so I could not only come out stronger and equipped with knowledge to not reproduce that, but so I could fully embody the person I was always destined to be, a person that is strong and resolute, emotionally intelligent, compassionate and passionate and nurturing, 
carrying out my dreams and ambitions, dedicated to helping others and the world, and a cultivator of love, laughter, and healing. I can't wait to continue on the journey and path that is my life. I owe it to myself, not because I have to or need to, but because I want to. Yes, Madeline, so beautiful. I am excited about your journey. And you shared in your writing that you are 21 years old and grew up with a lot of pain and trauma, but now you are coming forward, healing and growing and breaking cycles. And we are so, so glad that you are with us on the journey and glad, especially for the ending of your piece, when you talk about the decisions you're making going forward are for yourself, not because you have to or need to, but you are choosing to do it for you. And that brings us to our topic for today and raising the question, am I caring or am I compulsive? And really dealing with this issue of being an overgiver, right? When we are perpetually giving all of ourselves away, all of our time, all of our energy, uh, every bit of our emotional and spiritual resource when we in some ways neglect ourselves because we are perpetually centering the needs of other people, then it is not just coming from a place of care and compassion, but what is really driving it or motivating it may be a feeling that I am not enough a feeling that I have to constantly prove myself or earn attention or earn love or earn respect in a way that is uh, perpetually just beyond my reach. And so I invite you to take sacred pause on today and reflect on the ways that you give, the ways that you share your time and parts of yourself and if you often end up feeling uh, depleted or empty, then it may be that you are overgiving, that something else is driving it, which is often our own insecurity. When I am sharing or giving from a place of care, compassion, and generosity, there is a lightness to it. There is a joy that comes to, from it. It can also be reciprocal that I am giving and receiving, that I don't have a sense of resentment or I am not keeping score, waiting to see what I will get in return. And so I really want us as we journey home to ourselves to think about why we are doing what we're doing, right? Self-awareness is very liberating, right? So as Madeline shared, am I giving because I want to and because I choose to, and it also honors where I am on my authentic journey? Or is it out of trying to prove myself? Yes. So thinking about for some people, the overgiving can actually be a control issue, 
right? That you may pick friends or pick partners uh, that you feel need you in some concrete way, because if they're dependent on me, then maybe they will not abandon me or leave me or reject me. And so you may perpetually pick people in some ways as projects, right? That I am going to build them and then they will rely on me. Yes. And so what is going on with your relational life and how does that reflect for you some truth about yourself and how you feel about yourself? Are you overgiving and creating a lot of one-sided relationships because you also feel uncomfortable receiving? So when people give you appreciation, affirmation, resources, can you truly receive it with gratitude? Or do you have in your mind that the receiver is weak or less or inferior and the person who is the giver is the strong one and you always have to have the control and the strength in the dynamic, right? You want to consider, are you always putting everyone ahead of you in a way that really is reflective of self-neglect or self-abandonment? Are you always in an intense way apologizing for your own humanity that you cannot be everything to everyone at all times? And are you able to be at peace with that or does that somehow eat you up, right? Devour you, make you feel so negative about yourself because you are valuing yourself based on what you can give and all of the needs of others that you need to meet. And considering if you are uncomfortable even asking for help, Right. So some people complain about being the strong one, but then when they're going through a difficult time, they uh, say, I don't want to bother anybody or no one is capable of helping me. And so we set ourselves up uh, with this Messiah complex, right? Or being the Lone Ranger or, you know, I and I alone, uh, which can be very isolating. And underneath that can be a lot of shame, right? And so what is driving the way that you overextend, right? The way that you are really doing too much for your own physical, emotional, spiritual health and well-being. And so are you giving because you are thinking that is what is required, that level of self-abandonment or self-erasure? You think that's what love is? right? That to be loving to others, I have to uh, erase myself, right? What is the, the narrative, the story you are telling yourself that you believe this is the way to get people to like me? So I have to constantly get very expensive gifts. I have to constantly give my body away. I have to uh, constantly neglect my own work because I have to be available to people at all times of day or night. What is driving 
the overextending and the overgiving? Is it that if they admire me, then maybe, maybe I am actually enough? That maybe I'm okay if enough people give me likes uh, or if enough people think well of me, maybe a part of me will actually believe it. And so this is a time of shifting as we think about coming home to ourselves, we want to be aware that overgiving, overextending is a form of self-sabotage, right? It creates dysfunction in our relationships because you will end up with a lot of uh, one-sided relationships where you are the rescuer, the fixer, the savior, the holder, and there is no one with whom you can actually be free, right? So do you want to continue that pattern? Do you want to continue to live that way? Uh, when we are overextending, overgiving, it also leads to perpetual exhaustion, and we can literally make ourselves sick. Uh, emotionally and physically and even spiritually because we are always running on empty and never filling our tank, never filling our well. And so you are giving yourself the bare minimum and giving other people the maximum. Yes. And so it is one thing to be generous and to also be generous to yourself. It is also one thing to be generous and also surround yourself with generous friends or generous partner, right? Then there is a pouring, a giving and receiving. Yes, I love one of the groups I have is a, a, a group of incredible women. And I love when we uh, get together because it is mutual, is reciprocal. We are giving, we are receiving, and everyone leaves with their wells refilled. Yes. And so when I do not allow myself that, when I am perpetually pouring and never receiving, it depletes me. Yes. And we can complain about other people, but we want to look at what is our role in that, right? What are the ways that we are participating by never giving a no, by allowing us to feel that we have to say yes to every request, that we have to be receptive to every call, every invitation, that we have to meet every need of every person we encounter. And so I invite you to take sacred pause and recognize the ways in which your giving of yourself, your extending of yourself may actually be to a place of harm, that it may be rooted in the shame of the past and feeling not enough. And so when I don't feel like I'm enough, I can feel I've never done enough, right? When you do share, are you able to celebrate it, to enjoy it, uh, to be present with it? Or does it leave you still empty? and looking for the next way that you can give and prove and extend. 
And so we also want to be careful because sometimes overgivers have a sense of entitlement where they feel they have in some ways purchased people, right? So this sense of you owe me, right? So I do all of this for other people, but really having some ulterior motive that um, they then have to do what I want them to do. They have to say what I want them to say. They have to act and feel the way I want them to act and feel because I did these things. And so uh, while some people are doing that overgiving because they're trying to prove themselves to be enough, other people are doing the overgiving in some ways as a trap or a control mechanism where then I can hang this over this person's head and pull the strings whenever I like, right? And so what is the thing you are hoping to gain from overextending yourself? Is it uh, what you want to feel about yourself? What you want other people to believe about you? or what you are hoping people will give you in return. And so when we have all of those strings attached, all of those unmet needs, it's really not coming from a place of care or compassion, right? So what is it you're actually hungry for? Mm. Mm-hmm. What is it you actually desire? What is your real agenda? And when I am Uh, in a good place, when I'm in a settled place, I am sharing without agenda, right? Uh, Whatever, you know, if someone thinks this or doesn't think that, it is irrelevant to me because I know, right? Because I know who I am and I'm settled in that, right? And so I know that even about care or love, that I, in my essence, right? My authentic self, that I am enough and that I am worthy. And so I don't have to overextend as a way to make people believe I'm worthy of their friendship, right? And so we want to become aware of situations that leave us emotionally empty and drained. We want to be aware of our relational needs, not only the needs of others, but can you see yourself? And to ask yourself the question, what am I afraid would happen if I stopped overgiving and overextending, right? What is, what is my fear? And so when I can answer that question, then I'll know like, what is the real motivation here? Right, Because um, if I'm giving or doing out of fear, then I'm not yet home, right? I'm not yet operating in authenticity. It is fear is driving me to act in this way versus I choose to uh, show up for my friends and I don't have any fear about it. Right. It is. I don't have to prove anything like these are my real friends. They get me. They know me. And uh, and I know myself. So when it is not fear, then it is there's a lightness to it. There's an ease to it. There's a mutuality and a comfort with it. And it is so important that we get to the place where we can authentically show up 
for ourselves and for others, and that we can heal the roots of fear and shame and control that may be driving the overgiving. So I invite you to consider the early scripts, the early programming, the early messaging that you received, that you observed about relationship life, about people interacting with people, right? Were you told directly or indirectly that the way to get people uh, to like you was with your uh, physicality, that the way to get people to like you was you have to buy them something, that the way to get people to like you is to always say yes to whatever they want, whatever they need, whatever they desire, and to never want or need anything yourself, right? What was the early messaging that you received about your own needs, right? And is it acceptable for you to actually need, want, desire, right? And perhaps in the home you grew up in, it may have not been, right? That in order to survive in that space, perhaps you had to erase yourself, diminish yourself, or other people erased you or diminished you. And so you had to prioritize either uh, taking care of a parent um, or taking care of your siblings, and you got lost in the shuffle. Well, I want you to know, even if that is the foundation, right, the, the original story of your script, that in this season of your life, of your homecoming, you have the pen in your hand, and like our poet on today, you get to write a new story, Right. So you may have had many seasons in family and friendship and relationships where you were ignored, uh, where you were overlooked, where you were even abandoned, uh, where you were rejected. That all of that may honestly be a part of your story. And yet I want us to be mindful that we don't take that on as our identity. Right. Because if I start to believe that at my root, I am just someone who will be abandoned or rejected, then I will perpetually operate out of that desperation and fear of trying to get people uh, to make a different choice as it relates to me. But when I take the pen of empowerment and clarity in my hands and tell myself the truth, even about those prior circumstances, that the reason you were overlooked as a child had nothing to do with your value, your worth, your identity, but perhaps was about the brokenness and unmet needs of those who were around you, right? So perhaps they were so overwhelmed or they were dealing with addiction or they were dealing with depression or various other uh, issues. They were stressed and strained because of poverty. And so they did not really see you, right? Or they were caught up in greed and achievement and external pursuits. And so you may have spent years, formative years, uh, feeling invisible. But on today, as we come home to ourselves, 
We want to get so settled in our very bones, in our soul, in our heart, that we are present, that we are worthy, that we are enough, that we do not have to overextend, that we don't have to overgive, that we do not have to perpetually prove you are already enough. And so I invite you to place hand on your heart or your belly or on your face and take breath if that aligns with you in this moment, tuning into the truth that you are enough, that you do not have to run yourself ragged, that you are enough that you can actually pay attention to the needs of your own soul, your own body, your own heart, your own mind, that you are enough, that you are deserving of care. And to take cleansing breath as we allow that truth to awaken in us, as we allow that truth to remind us that we can rest, that we can be still, that we can be assured that our living has already qualified us for the gifts of this day. So I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.